This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. It is off the rails Friday. We have no idea what's in store for the next two hours. Friday's a relief because we don't have to be professional. No. (laughs) Come to think of it, though, we're really rarely professional. It is hilarious to act like it's ever anything but Friday, but yeah. When they when they've run out of professional hosts and allow me to kind of start this thing every day, yeah, it is hilarious that they're like, "Who can host the Kiprio show?" And they're like, "What about Kiprios?" And it worked. You know what else is working? Hmm. Everything for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They can't do anything wrong. Best defensive Whatever team. the case the is, they were doing okay in the last <laughs> two and a half, three weeks. Uh, has worked. Yeah. Once again dominating the Los Angeles Kings last night. Mitch Marner's point streak continues. Samsonov, Murray in net, doesn't really matter. Pitching a shutout. Put a Zamboni driver in there Saturday night. (laughs) It's a really good chance he's going to give up two goals or less. Yeah, solid goals against average. That's how good they've been. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even feel like we're talking about the Maple Leafs. They've been without top 3D, and they're a fantastic defensive team. Don't even know what to say. Did uh, one of the reporters, Steve Simmons, ask uh, Sheldon Keefe, like, can you just skip straight to March? Yeah, it's an awesome question from, from you want to get right into it? Oh, yeah, let's, let's just do That's that one real great, quick here. Great question. We're going to get it here in a second. Uh, in, in March. In March. There we go. My good buddy no, no. Derek Brandeo was a little uh, slow with the, the trigger finger. Kind of wish it was March. <laughs> um, whether I do or don't, it's, it, there's no point in going there and thinking about it. It's not. And we've, we've got a long road ahead. So, so their practice day tomorrow. It'll be a real light day for us tomorrow. You know, we're still was a little. To be honest, I was a little uncertain about how we were going to come out here tonight. Because I, I, I just felt coming back from Dallas is tough. It's a tough. Uh, it's a longer road trip. We only played two games. Just traveled back yesterday. It's not much of a recovery day for us, you know, and, and then you go right into it to a game day today. And, um, obviously, the guys responded really well, but we've got to be mindful of it going forward here. So we'll have a real short practice tomorrow and get ready for Calgary. You know, it's kind of interesting is that there's a lot in, in Leaf Nation that really pushed hard the narrative, we don't care about the regular season. Oh, yeah. That was the theme of the year. That's the number one narrative. And it's gone. It's gone. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's gone. 28, was it? Can I tell you that? It's it's gone. (laughs) That's what you're going to tell me. It's gone. (laughs) And you were one of them. Oh, he was all in on that. Hey, you now look at this team and go, Stanley Cup or bust. No, I look at this team and say, now that they're good again, you could even go as far as to say elite again, don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> it's now all I care about is I don't care about the regular season anymore. Now that you know, now. they're elite, you now. cared before. Now, when they, when they were whatever under five hundred out in uh, out west playing like crap, I was like, oh my god, am I got to sweat this regular season? So it does and matter now, though. The regular season does matter. This was the ultimate. The Leafs couldn't win because if they were bad, people cared, and now that they're good, people like Sam, you're like, well, whatever. Yeah, we knew they would be, but I, but we didn't. That's why it's getting redundant. The only time the regular season mattered 
was for the first eight games of the season. The rest of it doesn't matter. They're going to, what, they're going to win, you know, 75% of their games are going to have uh, 110 points and they're going to play Tampa Bay in the first round. Thanks for listening to Real Kipper and Bourne. <laughs> See you later. Imagine me dismissive we of actually, 110 We, we actually team. felt that way at the beginning of the season. We, we really did. should just come on the like air right now. for an hour and like 53 minutes of just dead air. Pretty good. Thanks for watching. Just say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, see you in April. See you in April when our show really starts. Yeah. Oh well, and that was the expectation. Pretty good team. Should beat the bad teams. Should beat the average teams. See you in playoffs. But I tell you, I think the real story was, and I think you would agree with this, is did they do anything in the regular season that made you believe it would be different? That they were a different team than the ones that went into playoffs and fell short in the past. And that was it. That was the evaluation of the team. And now you sit here and go, shut out, shut out, top defensive team. Are they different? And that's the story to me. Did I, okay, so I say a lot of dumb things, but I got to ask you two guys. Did I say it was different last year? I'm sure you did. Yeah. I feel like you did. Damn it. But there was reasons that was to believe. That was going to be my go-to take today. <laughs> Maybe it is different this year, but I say that every year. So okay. what the hell? Uh, let's go to Sheldon Keefe to, to describe the game. Uh, we did hear parts of this. I didn't really pay attention uh, when you played it earlier on. For us. It's Friday. I you don't have you. to know what's happening so, until the show starts. Uh, I'll totally frank the tank on you and be frank here. <laughs> I but uh, I didn't pay attention. Is he is he now at the point where he's been so positive with him? He's He's actually got to find some fault a little bit. Let's find out. Okay, let's find out. We've been playing really good defensively for quite some time now, but I thought offensively with how we move the puck from our back end all the way through the neutral zone and then how we played on offense, we created a lot of looks on offense here tonight. All right, positive. It was a lot harder for us the last time we played these guys out in California. And uh, today I thought we moved the puck really well. And, you know, it's I'll have to go back and really watch it all, but that first period might have been our best period of the, of the game, and we didn't, we didn't score in that one. But I thought the work we did in the first period really showed up in the second. To me, it looked like our opposition was tired, and, and uh, we earned that. All right. There it is a little bit. You think, what, not giving them credit? No, that's positive. That's all positive. No, no, it is all yeah. positive. But now there's a part of him that says, did we just play a tired team? Or Well, this was actually you and our group chats every week last year when it was like, Every time they were up a goal, they're like, the Flyers stink. The Devils stink. The Blue Jackets stink. There are a lot of teams that stink. And last night I could watch L.A. and say, uh, they're not very good either. Yeah. But now it's starting more than ever for me to go, okay, maybe they stunk because the Leafs were just that good. Yeah, I mean, by any sort of, like, the fancy metrics, like, they just, I mean, you guys know this. You watched the game. They dominated the game. And even in... Clinic. Yes. And even in the third period where L.A. had more shots or more shot attempts, chances were 9-2 to two for the Leafs. You know, like, it was still a Leafs hockey game. So, I could see the idea that you just wore L.A. down to the nubs and you break through in a six-minute span and... Pierre Ang, we had a show yesterday where we said, who's going to score in the bottom six? Pierre Engvall shoots one in the well, net on the power play right in our eye, We followed by Camp. We, uh, yes. I would say we went as far as to scoff at him on the second power oh, play. Oh, there was scoffing. We were oh, scoffing. Yeah, we were laughing. Scoff. Oh, yeah. We were laughing. And then he does a toe drag yeah. top corner snipe. Yeah. But it just makes it more frustrating. For sure. Because he can shoot it like that. And that in itself, like I'm watching the first, like everybody else, I'm going, they're up to Cobb. 
And no Marner, no Tavares, no Willie, yeah. no Matthews. I mean, now it's now it's a different look. Yeah. If you're getting that type of production now, or just at least being the threat of that, yeah. now it, it changes the look of the Toronto Maple Leafs, really changes it. Yeah, if you believe it can happen with any consistency, it changes well, it, Well, right? that's the magic right. question. Like, I do wonder about David Camp. Like, if you're to power rank the most valuable forwards to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and not just because he shoots one in last night, but where is he on the list? You mentioned the big four names, Kipper. You know, we all knew who the big four are up front. After that, you know, maybe bunting ahead of him. Big Mike. You know, I don't know who else you put ahead of camp. I mean, he kills penalties. He takes care of the bottom six. Well. Plays 82 games a year, which is really nice. Bunting didn't score a goal last night. I think he got two helpers. I think he's on a, a point a game run for seven game point streak. Yeah, but maybe twelve out of twelve, thirteen points out of those seven games. Like dare I say it, I'm he's on a right bit now. of a heater. <laughs> he is on a bit of a heater. He is. The, yeah. And more importantly, I like his two little looks off the wall. Like, those were strong plays. Mm-hmm. And if if he can add that, I mean, it, it, he takes he takes the way I feel about him to another level when he's starting to make plays off the wall like that. You know, I wonder if there's some frustration on his part just because the goals aren't coming like they were last year. Like, yeah. he scored 23 times last season. He's got four through, you know, well over a quarter of the season now. But no question, this latest run is also the best hockey we've seen from him yep. this season. For sure. Nine points in his last seven games, okay. all assists. All right. Yeah, I mean, he plays on a good line, but he contributes, right? He does something that these other guys uh, don't do. and he's, he's got a little bit of that uh, junkyard dog feel to his game. Would you say he's got that dog in him? Because I believe kids say that sometimes wow. now. Yeah, I they know. do say that. Yeah. I love that. Saying. I hated saying that. That felt awful. Oh. <laughs> dog on a bone? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. At least that makes sense. Yeah, so he's been good. Camp, again, you know, really elevated his play. And so when you look at that bottom six, they got something that we've been saying they desperately need. Zach Aston Reese had his moment. Pierre Engvall slashing people in the back of the head. They're getting some action from the bottom six. That's a big game for them. Okay, let's go to Sheldon Keefe on Zach Aston Reese. Mm. Love Aston Reese. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that has the ability to to make an impact in the game physically, you know, and I, I think I we've talked to him about doing that a little more consistently. You know, he, he's done that through his career, but the opportunity presented itself and, and changed the momentum of the game, I thought, got some energy in the building, um, you know, got their team a, a little bit um, upset and kind of raised the temperature of the game a little bit and, you know, just... Uh, you know, really liked obviously how we responded uh, after that. You know, huge power play goal, and then then look back from there. Raise the temperature of the game a little bit. I thought that Acid Reese's big hit stemmed from Grundstrom running him before, kind of got his elbow up, no call, and he seemed a little angry. And I got to tell you, I like angry yeah. Zach Aston Reese. Yeah, well, here's the problem though, and Sheldon said it. It's just how how long can you wait between games? And I think they he, he played in played in uh, Anaheim last year. He played like yeah, what Pittsburgh, twenty games. Ben Anaheim, yeah. But Pittsburgh was his longest stint. 
mm-hmm. and they got rid of him because they just felt like he would not play like that in big games, and they got rid of him. Now, can you get a can you get that type of look last night out of him a lot more consistently now? Because if he doesn't, same thing is going to happen. They're just going to get tired of waiting for it here. Yeah. Well, it comes back to the conversation we had yesterday and one we've had about this team in general is can you manufacture that? I don't want to say fake it, but, you know, that edge, that energy, that something that Engvall hasn't had in the past that the Leafs core doesn't have. Can't fake that hit in the neutral zone that he had. Well, sure. Okay. And so maybe he's someone who can do that and has the option to do that. that. And again, people that I talk to in in the Pittsburgh organization say he can do that. He just doesn't want to you know all the time this also goes back to something you and i have talked about and you wrote about yourself and nick robertson is that this guy had you know how hard it is to get points in college he had 63 points in 38 games as a senior at uh, northeastern university including 72 pims so he scored goals he's got points he had 43 points the point of the year before i think kipper it's that acceptance of being not the goal guy you are not the offensive player here are you willing to Kiprios it up here yeah. and accept your role and be physical and be an energy guy? And he hasn't done that in the past. No, he has not. Uh, and unfortunately, it won't happen anytime soon for Nick Robertson. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, I wrote an article this week prior to last night's game about the challenges of Nick Robertson being a top scorer in junior and waiting for your opportunity to do it at the NHL level. He's had a couple of stints, different opportunities. The latest one coming off of Jan Kroc's injury and was not feeling it prior to that. And as someone that once upon a time scored 60-plus goals, I, I get it. I absolutely mm-hmm. get it that you just hope and pray that your hands catch up to you at the pro level like it did in in your last level in junior hockey, and it just it just doesn't happen. The one thing that I wanted to stress in the article prior to him getting hurt was that he, he has gotten stronger, and mm. we've seen signs of it, but it's not. He's not strong enough still. Yeah. yeah. And, and last night, that's just a bigger fish eating a little fish. You know, that, that, you know, Sammy and I started talking about it before the show. That, that is like my one takeaway from that. Usually when a guy gets hurt, it's not because he's small or whatever. It's, that's why last night though, that that's a matter of just being the smaller guy, not the stronger guy. Like, I think he even initiated that contact and just gets out muscled and put into a position he doesn't want to be in and out goes the yep. shoulder. And now you look at this guy and the concern is he hasn't played any hockey. He played in uh, 2019. He played 46 games in the OHL. Since then, he's barely played. He played, you know, six games in the NHL and 20 in the A the next year. 28 games the year before, after that. Like, he hasn't played. Another year, third year in a row here where he's not really going to play much hockey if he's out for, let's assume, six weeks. I mean, I'm making that yeah, up. Yeah, listen, we said we, substantial no, time. no word yet on the injury, uh, but Sheldon Keefe did say that... Uh, He'll be out for an extended period of time, or uh, this isn't a, a short-term right. thing. So now we're into January. So we, we don't we don't know where he's at, uh, whether or not anything needs uh, to be uh, surgically fixed yeah, or true. not. Longer, we, we don't know whether or not there's a chance for him to return this season, or maybe his season's over. I think 
I think outside of, you know, feeling for the kid. And I do. And we all do. They've lost an asset. Yes. And that crossed I, my I, mind as I well. think, again, the good not, news not, is not, not, not whether or not he, JB, before, sorry to hey, cut no, you off. No, no, no. Not whether or not he can put himself in a position of being a real contributor between now and the end of the year, but can he put himself in a position where if it's not happening here, it could happen somewhere else? That seems like it's gone now. Yeah, the injury does take a substantial bite out of value. And again, we feel for the human being here, and it sucks for the Leafs, but got to consider it from Kyle Dubas and the Toronto Maple Leafs who are trying to win a Stanley Cup. This was every trade proposal you heard was, well, you go, if it's a big one, it was always a first in Robertson or something to that effect. You know, you're not sure if he's going to be available, let alone effective. And, like, if you look at the lineup now, kind of leaves a hole here, fellas. He was there, and I I know he wasn't playing big minutes, but he was kind of the stopgap between Yarncroft being hurt and kind of a guy to just put in there that had some skill, had some ability. Now, I think at morning skate today or at practice today, if I wrote it down right, yeah, it's Malgin playing there. And they did call up uh, Joey Joey Anderson. Anderson. But you went from Malgin not being able to get into the lineup for the Leafs to now being vaulted into a role of playing with your two hottest players. So I like, I know it sucks for Robertson because it's such a huge opportunity, but it definitely sucks for the Leafs too here because they're kind of, they're kind of searching for something at but that spot. The unfortunate part right now is that, you know, you can call up a Joey Anderson and you can probably plug him in here and there much like a mall again, much like an Aston Reese, but they're limited yeah, he's, he's a bottom six had guy, the Anderson. only chance to take a highly skilled um, player and hopefully turn him into something legit. A contributor. Right. Really? Uh, yeah. Just, I mean, a top six contributor. Yeah. A guy that can maybe have the ability to maybe start off looking like a 15-goal a scorer, maybe move into a 30-goal scorer one day. And I'll say this. There was... No chance that Joey Anderson's in the top six in playoffs. There's no chance Dennis Mulgan is in the top six during playoffs. There was a chance that they would have used Robertson there if he was able to find it, start shooting in the net a bit, you know, knowing his upside. So, yes, I agree, Sam. This is now a situation where you're like, not only did you have doubts about your left side kipper all year, you've been on that. Now you need a left winger, I think. You know, you it's not like, let's see if Robertson can do it. It's not an option now. Yeah. You probably need to go get a left wing. And we haven't gotten an update on Yarncroc, right? It was groin. We didn't know how long that was going to be. He, I don't think Keith's mentioned it uh, recently. No. I, I, I have not heard if he's skating or not. I'm sure we would have heard it. Yeah. Jamie Ben was, or sorry, Jordy Ben was skating today. I saw that, but I haven't heard anything about Yarncroc. But I thought he was filling in capably there too. But Yeah, he was a guy that we said he can, he can slot in there when you need him. Now that this has happened, to me, that's the priority of finding something. Like, I think the decor is pretty good right now well my god you need a malgan on the second line it's kind of crisis mode no but the decor is like i mean how good has this group looked two shutouts in a row uh sandine and lilligren and hall and geo have all been so good let's get uh sheldon keith on uh tj brody coming back last night yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was good. I have to watch it back, but he, he looked like a guy I hadn't played for for quite a while. He's also playing with a new partner. Uh, and I know. I thought Simmons was excellent tonight. Um, but yeah, it's great to have him back and and get him that game. 
I, you know, in a perfect world today would have been a practice day for him, and then we get him ready for Saturday. But, you know, we have the injury and all of that, and, and uh, he's cleared medically, so you probably you know, want to get him, in, get him in the game. This was, in my mind at least, it was more of a practice for him in terms of getting in the reps in the field because you know, we just don't have the full practice, and tomorrow's going to amount to essentially a morning skate type of practice for us just to get ready for Calgary. So he needed to get this in today. Just a practice, eh? LA Kings <laughs> practice. You're like, oh, thanks. Um, I, I, you know, TJ. What Brody, do you say? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the uh, the progress continues between Sandine and Lilligren. He's right. Giordano, like you just got to get back in the lineup for Brody. We got to. Giordano still blocks everything and never is in the wrong spot, and uh, it's hard to score against the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. It is. It's truly stunning. I sent a few feelers, feeler texts to my uh, Leaf Nation brethren uh, during the first period of that game saying that uh, I was purchasing a little bit of Connor Timmons stock. Not a ton. Not a ton, but a little bit. They want him to work. They want him to work. And, and you know, I, I admit that 85% of this is, is that he's a tall, bearded man that plays <laughs> hockey with a right-handed stick and plays defense. Yeah, I will admit there's a lot to that, but I thought he's looked okay, passable in the first couple of games. Like a good depth guy for sure for the Leafs. Yeah. Just yeah. the mere fact that he's a right-handed shot. He's not a small guy. Apparently he's, makes everyone happy. Once upon a time, he was skilled enough to make people believe that he could go into the first or second round of a, an NHL draft. The World Juniors, powerfully had four points at the World Juniors one year. Good enough. By the way, my, my boy Luke Gazdick calls the World Juniors the World Jays, and it's the most hockey thing I've ever heard. The World Jays? The World Jays. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a hockey thing. I love it. Very hockey bro culture. I just hope we have Gaz. the World Series Jays <laughs> next October. Yeah. That, that would be nice. Uh, maybe not with this offseason, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happening? Different, different story for a different um, show. What do we make of uh, Sammy, your boy, Dursey? I, uh, like booed? No, no, no. He's got half the building in there yeah, for him. The How did they end up booing him? They're booing? I, I'm sick for my boy, Dursey. I, I can't imagine. I, listen, was it A-Rod or Jeter or somebody said that they don't boo nobody? But, uh, God, that's got to suck. I mean, how much money did he drop? You so know, realistic, we're doing realistic, the math on that. Like he, there's no chance he bought all those tickets. No? Two two hundred tickets. You're looking at you know a couple hundred bucks to see what, what's the math on that. I don't know. Yeah, forty uh, grand. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. have no idea Something very expensive. It's a lot of money. So a lot of zeros. Yeah, he paid. Let's say let's just that's let's stick with that number. Paid forty thousand dollars to and he didn't get but no anyway. whatever he paid. Yeah, he paid a large amount of money. Yeah, to go into Scotiabank Arena in his hometown, get slashed in the back of the neck. <laughs> And then get booed by his hometown crowd for mercilessly. He was like, pretty that was good Vin- otherwise. That was Vince he? Carter-esque boos. Like, that was a loud, loud boo. And I was just, I how felt, many of, felt so uh, bad for him. How many of them would have known he was from Toronto or even an ex-Leaf? He played 21 minutes last night for right? them. I would think, I would think maybe 50 to yeah, 60%. I think, a, I think a lot would know uh, his history. He was that even. That would add... Add a little bit to the booze. And kudos to the the producer who just the 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 mom and dad shots were awesome. 
with her like yeah. cheering whenever he touched the puck and his dad was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I, I was loving that. She just looked like, I was just proud. I, was, I really, really enjoyed the crowd. So shot, should we so. discuss Engvall? Oh, we have to. You think we're going to do a show without <laughs> talking about uh, Sheldon Keefe describing Engvall <laughs> so, after a, the game? Tiger we're going to take text later in the show. Oh yeah, five ninety five. We are going to take yeah, text in the show. Yes. We got Doug McLean coming up yeah, yeah. in about uh, twenty minutes, uh, and uh, uh, always on Friday. Every once in a while, we completely run out of guests, <laughs> so we invite uh, JD Bunkus onto the show. Damn. Okay. So uh, you said that, not me. Um, somebody just texted and said, "All that money to take two hundred people to a Hall and Oates concert." <laughs> <laughs> Paul from, Paul from Grimsby. Paul from Grimsby. Yeah. It's a hell of a funny. text. So I thought I'd get that in there. Really that's good. pretty good. So. <laughs> really good. Make my dreams really come good. true. So <laughs> Your dreams um, did not come true would for you Sean have, Would you have preferred Sammy uh, Engvall just dropping his gloves and going to try to punch your boy in Dursey the head? Dursey at center ice uh, against the Leafs? That have been. And, um, there was earlier in that, was it that same shift? Where they were kind of sparring and getting after it a little bit. I think it was and a different shift. It was cl- it was close to the yeah. time where it happened. To me, to me, I bet you Dursey would have loved to go. Home. Like I, I you bet know what you, though, he a, also I bet you Dursey knows Engvall, of course, who he is of and course. what he's about. He's and he an was like, guy. This is he's a great, been around. This is like, a great chance knows. to like fight the six foot five guy who doesn't want to do this for sure. So I think he probably was in the mind. Like I'm in Toronto. I'm not making much of an impact on the game. I spent a hundred thousand dollars on tickets. Let's get the center the flippers, ice, off, get the flippers off and. Uh, Engvall decided to slash him in the throat instead. Here, well, let's just do our thoughts on the the Engvall slash. I uh, here's what I think of it: nothing. I didn't think Not it was, suspendable. No, I didn't think so. He, you know, Dursey gets a stick up, so Engvall's stick yeah, is already up. He kind of gives him a chop. They, he gets a penalty. See you later. Yeah, I know, but there's I've seen enough. There's some evidence out there that say that it's two games. No. No, I'm just telling you that there's others that have been suspended for that type of thing. One of the things they look at is, is, well, I know history is one, and his history is uh, not an aggressive one. And force, right? The force of the incident. To me, you know, he pet Dersey on the head with his hockey stick. It's not legal, but suspendable? No. if you, got, uh, if you got a couple games, I wouldn't be offended. Kuznetsov, did plays. we not see Kuznetsov get a game this year for something on the goal line? He got a game. It's probably in that. I think he can get away with one game, but I don't expect him playing against Calgary tomorrow night. I think that's fair. I like even yeah, Kuznetsov got one for this one on Burroughs. Regardless of intent or maliciousness or whatever i don't think you can be having your stick up near somebody's head slashing it. you are responsible for controlling your stick and i'll yeah. hear that argument but you know and do we have sheldon talking about <laughs> engvall or you got to read it no we got it okay can we hear Absolutely. the description of sheldon keith trying to tame the tiger on his <laughs> goon engvall um so much positivity about the game i haven't really watched that one back you know it's two guys competing and and battling, and I think we've all watched Pierre long enough to know that he doesn't play with any intent to injure. So, um, <laughs> I think it's more just a we, we. situation of two guys battling, and one guy was squirmed, squirmed away, and squirmed away. Oh my god, he was this close so to saying he doesn't funny. play with any intensity. No, 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 no it was, was so like, close to intensity. No, it was close to we've all watched this guy, he doesn't. He doesn't hit anybody. <laughs> he doesn't play with anybody. He doesn't hit anybody. Trash, so, 
He's six foot four and he doesn't hit anybody. But, what are you going to suspend him for? Look at this Kuznetsov play, Kipper. Kuznetsov on Burroughs. He stands up and mashes him in the face with his hockey stick. Hi-yah! <laughs> like, that's a chop. Uh, in front of his face. Yeah. Engvall was behind. Yeah. So. It's one game. You're going to give Engvall one? All right. We can live with that. We do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's just no way that uh, you can go around the league and suspend guys one or two games, and then you're in the heart of Toronto where everybody watches and has played more times than any other one. Um, and. You're going to let that slide. Yeah, I, right. I, I just think it's it, it actually works against the Toronto Maple Leafs and their popularity and the attention that they get. It works against them. But at May, least every if, goal if, gets if, called if, off. If, if Engvall That's right nice. now, if, if that happened with Arizona yeah. or Carolina. Yeah, Clayton Keller does that yeah. against Anaheim. Like no for, injury. You know, one day. Come on, no injury, right? Yeah. All, there's a lot of reasons to think that you can get away with a fine or yeah. a warning, particularly given his history. But, Although um, uh, this is where it works against the Leafs. What's Pierre going to say in that uh, meeting? You know, it is what it is. He either didn't like that a stick was higher. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not bad for Envol. Good, good, looks good on the rep that you got suspended once. Maybe ooh, people Engvall, think you're a tough violent. guy. <laughs> and uh, there, you never forget that, like. This is a league still that likes, like, we, nobody likes sticks being swung at people's heads. No, not ideal. But, but they like himself first. But they like that edge that comes around it. Mm-hmm. And they want hits. They want phys- physicality. Yeah. They want uh, confrontation. They want some animosity. Good words. Yeah, thesaurus over there? No, it's just me <laughs> so because I'm a writer now. That's right. That's Johnny Journalist. Right? Yeah. I'm a journalist now. That's what they like. Yeah, for sure. Without and, the and it is, it attempt is, to injure. It's just because it's so rare with this Leafs team. One, uh, someone wrote to the three of us, was it Dr. Philosophical on Twitter, asked something like, should you read anything in it to, that no one went to the defense of the guy who hit uh, Robertson? And Sam's point on that was that this you have to get over it with this team. They don't get in these altercations. There, There isn't the animosity. They're not a team that does that sort of thing. I didn't think that that play would warrant it anyway, but this just not you know what, a Leafs thing. I, I will say this to you, JB, on that, that um, yes, you're right. They're not a team like that. And at times, like this stretch right now in November and early in December – it can work for them. Are you convinced that you can lack that emotion and win every other night in the playoffs for two months to win a Stanley Cup? Mm, I don't know because, well, yeah, I I feel like... It, yes or no? No. Okay, now we got something. Well, but the the no is just because... I have thought that when this team is interested and engaged, they're as good as any team. They can get up. They can play with the best teams. They can beat Tampa three times. They can beat them in game one, five, nothing. I do think that not having that is, is a challenge to be overcome. But can, yes. you, but can you learn from the past lessons and recognize that and bring okay. it consciously? But I am one to believe that 82 games is a dress rehearsal. So when it does happen, you have something to fall back on. And we've had maybe in the last two or three years just a, 
a couple of sample sizes, which was Jason Spezza in Winnipeg, uh, Austin Matthews against Rasmus um, Dahlin in yeah. Buffalo, but not a lot around those two things. Mm-hmm. And like, I just know human behavior. And You're a behaviorologist. I'm a behaviorologist now. And if I know right now that I could go poke a bear without any, uh, you know, consequences, I have a better chance of convincing myself to do it than if I knew yeah. that there was a somebody else there that would but look I, me in the eye. But I think you have it backwards. I think it's it's that's in the regular season when you know a team is going to sleep on yeah. you and doesn't get up. It's yeah. easy to go do that. Yeah. I feel like they're more likely to. Other teams are less likely to want to yeah. play that type of hockey in playoffs. Okay. Oh, I know it hasn't worked in the past. Let me ask you something. If Nick Robertson had more of a, a, a team that would push back or make people a little nervous, is there a chance maybe he's not looking at his season ending today? No, I don't, I don't think it's related. Yeah, I do. No. I do. No. Yeah, I do. There's. I, I do believe that there's a little bit of that, and it. It. it it's just. It's a small thing, right? It's just, it's just, it's not overnight. It's not a big mm-hmm. thing to just look at it and go, no, if they had a big, strong team, he'd still would have got hurt. But game after game after game after game, when you just know that no one's going to come after you if you go after a few guys, I, I do believe that it, it does have a little bit of an effect. All right. No, yeah. I mean, just my thoughts. Yeah. Hey, legit thoughts. It's right. That's fair. And hey, hey we, just, we know how you, you we know how the Leafs are gonna beat you. They will outskill you. They will They out, will outdefend you, is what they will they'll, do. They'll 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 outdefend you. They'll steal a game with their goaltender. They'll block shots. I did not think that right? was gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> but, those last three things you said were not what I expected. But no. it's still based on either high IQ or skill, 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 skill to do it, mm-hmm. right? There's a another equation in the playoffs where sure. it just ramps up physically. I do think, yeah, I, I get that. Okay. The uh, the one guy we have uh, added for Robertson being out now, Joey Anderson, is going to come in, get called up from the Toronto Marlies. By all accounts, this guy has like, done everything conceivable in the American League to get a look. Uh, why How many games has he had? He's he's been up and down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he played with the Devils. He's got the some... toilet, toilet seat thing going. Let's, How many times has he been up and down? Let's listen to Sheldon Keefe, and I'll give you your answer. Well, you know, he's a guy that he's come up here, you know, a couple of times, uh, you know, over my time here, and, and I think has done well in a, in a very short window of time. And then each time he goes down to the Marlies, he really is a true leader for them down there, and in all facets and. And coaching staff really likes and appreciates his game, and he's been productive offensively, uh, hardworking guy. Um, so I think it's just the timing was right, but uh, the reality is we've kind of sped things up a little bit here um, given the injury situation, but he's a guy we were looking at calling up here quite soon anyhow, regardless of injuries, because we feel like with Young Croc's injury that uh, there was an opportunity to, to get him a little more involved. So uh, things move up a little bit there, but, you know, it's not necessarily just because of anything that happened last night. He's a guy that we've been wanting to get involved here for a while now. I 
can't think of a better time to get called up. Right. Everybody's looking like a million bucks. I'm just going to slide in here and be part of that equation. Yeah, until you lose, and then everyone's like, what's changed? And everyone <laughs> looks at you, and they're like, the new guy. Joey Anderson has 11 goals in 21 AHL games this year. He has played in 58 NHL games over the past three, four seasons. So, you know, he's been involved, played quite a bit with the Devils, only six games with the Leafs. But, but you need guys like that. Six and, foot, 210, you know, 210, boys. Is Joey Anderson going to come up this time and then just shut the door and be a regular National Hockey League? Or, or I mean, you can go back through history of professional hockey and there's just always going to be that guy that's more or less a career minor leaguer mm-hmm. um, but can come up on an occasion and fit in and hold a spot until healthier bodies come on board i just like that if he's going to come up he is not someone and i've actually said this on the show a couple of times he's not a guy who has to come up and be in your top six and score and handle the puck and needs touches and needs points. Like he can be a non point guy and help. He can forecheck and be in the right position. He can be Pontus Holmberg, but slightly more offensive. So one last thing before we go. How about Holmberg, by the way, we don't even mention this guy. He's just been on the team since. Yeah. He just plays every night. He's really good. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, what, what a surprise we, that's we, been. Well, yeah, but we liked him right well, from yeah, the beginning. Right away, he looked like he did the right things. And yeah. he's, he hasn't tried to do too much. No, no, no. Here's here's a guy that's... Nice play on the goal I, I, last night. I, I think is locked in his spot. Wow. Yeah. What, a, what a change for him. Were you uh, saying something, Sam? Sorry. Well, I thought we should maybe mention the Beebs being at the game last night. <laughs> I wore my Tim Beebs hat in honor. He was, I can't even... I, I wouldn't even know what color that jacket was. If someone said, here's a million dollars, if you can tell me dream coat. what color that was, he, I'm like... I don't know. Tenant. Pinkish orange. I don't know. Love, love the Beebs. Love the Beebs. And let me, uh, I said this to Sam before the show too. I think, what's up, Beebs? I think he listens. Think about it. He's a diehard Leafs guy, mm-hmm. follows the team religiously mm-hmm. from Toronto. We're a Toronto Leafs show on sports that I think we, I think Beebs listens. Can you really watch the game through those sunglasses? I don't really? know. Those are <laughs> yes, he can. Like I know, I know. There's a cool Bieber. element here. I get it. He is legitimately one of the most famous people on earth. So, so what are the glasses doing then? No, I just mean like, the flying the fame. He, he, he can be a star. He's allowed to wear those glasses. Uh, no, I'm not saying Kipper, that he's, but... he's he's not allowed to wear those glasses. Yes, I'm just saying at some point, don't you want to lift them up just to find the puck? Kind of come to the lighter tint on so, the heart lenses. I, I got a couple thoughts. They probably knew that he was going to be there, right? Yes. So they, they did. Kipper, you played because the, they left him tickets. No, because he, he, he <laughs> did. Matt, he have to go to Will Call to just, pick him up. No, he would have texted. He would have texted Matthews before. Line. Matthews would have texted him. Whatever they would have known he's coming. Kipper, you played in the most famous arena in sports, Madison Square Garden. Were you more engaged when there were celebrities there? Yeah, was, is this going to be a giving credit no, to the Beebs no. for the Leafs' success? Was, no, I'm just saying, was, there's no way they didn't like play to, harder. I like to watch every once in a while and see who was in the stands. I for think sure. the dumbest thing he's ever said is, there's no way they didn't play harder because of the Beebs. They're excited that is the, the worst is analysis there. No, I've ever the heard. The Beebs is there, they're excited. They're all best buds with the Beebs, man. That matters. They're excited he's there. Listen, Come on. It's great to have he's a guy He's one of the biggest superstars on earth. Yeah. It matters. Yeah. No, it's not that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's cool. It makes them cooler. Yeah. Makes everybody no cool. No one played 1% difference because Justin the three Bieber of us. sat in a seat near the rink. 
Agree the, to disagree, Barney. The only interesting thing you've brought up about this whole Bieber thing is he sat in the seats. Yeah, it's awesome. The man sat in the seats, well, a man of the people. Th- that jacket alone should have bought a seat. <laughs> How much do you think that jacket was? Over I, under I, nine I grand. Good, goodwill jacket. Can I not m- go to Canadian Tire and buy a sleeping bag for the same price? <laughs> No, <laughs> I think that's a cheap one. I don't think that's a Balenciaga. Uh, but it's just nice. It's just nice to see him in the stands. I, I, I mean, I walked through Scotiabank Arena uh, lobby with Kipper, and that was like going there with the Beebs. So I can only imagine what it's like with the actual Beebs. So. If he is listening, um, he should come out to my skate on Thursday morning. More importantly, let's get him on the show. I want to see him Beebs, on the I want, ice. I want to talk to Beebs about the Leafs on Real Kipper and Borm, and then we'll have a skate. You, and you can you're calling him out right now. Yeah, to come on the show. Yeah. Sam, get, get Beeb's number. Ask someone, who do we talk to? We're getting the Beeb's number. Text him. Would, would the Beeb's be interested in buying the Ottawa Senators? He, he yeah. has a better chance. Uh, he not about, than Ryan sponsoring Reynolds? our show. Doesn't yeah. he Real have... Kipper Bourne brought to you by the Beeb's. Doesn't the Beeb's have more money than Ryan oh, Reynolds? Yeah. Oh, my God. For sure. Let's see. Bieber Network. Beeb's got a... What's he got? Half a bill? Uh, $285 million. According to celebritynetworth.com, who has Reynolds at 150. Mm-hmm. So you can't believe any of that crap. I can't believe that the Beebs and Ryan Reynolds combined can't buy the Ottawa Senators. That blows my mind, in theory. In theory, according to Celebrity Net Worth, they can't. Yes. Anyways. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll find out if Doug McLean can buy the Ottawa Senators. He's got an RV, plays pickleball. Doesn't sound like the requirements for running a pro <laughs> sports team, but okay. Okay, we got Doug McLean on Off the Rails Friday on Real Kipper and Born. We'll be right back. This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Right back at you in the Kiprios, Justin Born, Derek Brandale, Frank the Tank. Sammy McKee, and it's Friday, which means Doug McLean. All right. Mac, we're going to get into the Leafs. Oh. We're going to get into the Leafs, but I, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm watching your Columbus Blue Jackets, and I can't help it. Yes. You're the founder, oh, man. You're the, you're, you're the guy that brought them to life. You're the one that... You're the one that brought the 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 bee or the stinger or whatever it is the mascot <laughs> to life. Hey, listen, I told you what son Clark said when he came home from his first day in school in grade five in Columbus. He said, "Dad, hockey's not going to work here. They hate hockey. They love the Buckeyes. They hate hockey." I said, Clark. Don't say that to anybody else, whatever you do. <laughs> I just, I feel for you because somehow, some way, they're so bad, it will come back to blaming you somehow. <laughs> well, you know what I was thinking this morning? I know the owner, you know, John P. McConley, is the son of the guy that I went to work for, J.P. John H. was the owner when I was there. J.P. is now. If I was, I knew when I gave Johnny Goudreau 9.75 times, what, seven years, and I knew I, and I thought I might be in 31st place, I think I would have kept the 9.7 for myself. <laughs> I was just thinking, listen to Kipper talk about uh, Stinger. Did, did you bring the cannon in? Is that where that came from, Doug? 
I when I first went there, my business cards and they had Stinger on my business card, President GM and Stinger on my business card, <laughs> and that was going to be the logo on the front of the jersey. And I said, "You guys aren't serious, are you? You're not really seriously thinking." of putting that on the jersey. So anyway, we got that changed. But I, I, uh, nothing to do with, I went to the mascot tryouts. That was part of my job as president. I went as, uh, you know, I went eh? to the mascot tryouts. And the guy that I selected, I knew things were going to go south in Columbus because, for me, because I hired Billy the mascot. He was the University of Wisconsin mascot when I hired him. The day before our home opener, my assistant, Carrie, came in and said, we got a problem, Doug. And I said, what? He said, Bill, the mascot, verge of a nervous breakdown, and he resigned today. We don't have a mascot for our home opener. And I thought, are you kidding me? So I phoned over to the chiller, which was one of the rinks we had. I said, over there that can skate? So they told me this this guy could skate, so we would put the mascot costume on him and years i think he he just uh i think he just may have stepped down after 20 years so i was involved in a lot of grassroots things but the cannon yeah i was responsible for the cannon too which well i knew i was getting fired and they they these jacket backers kept sending me notes we need a cannon we need a cannon you know because of the 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 whole you know blue jackets blue coats from the civil war so i i knew i was getting fired so i said i went down to the VP of marketing, I said, look, why don't you buy a cannon? Get a cannon. <laughs> so it came, and I, I was, and then I go in with Kipper for the All-Star game the next year, and the score was 14-13, and the cannon went off 27 times oh. during that game. And, and giving I thought, everybody oh, a my headache. God, please. But anyway, it was a great thing, and I, I kind of like the cannon, to be quite honest. I really do, now that I'm gone. Seems like if there was a cannon. Anyway, uh, what's that? Anyway, I feel bad about where they are, but you know what? It's it. I look at I look at where they are, and I it's so I I look at I look at this group, and I can't. I know they've had some really tough injuries. I, I get that. You know, they're they've lost three or four really good blue liners. Uh, you know, Boquist, and you know the kid that came from Chicago, and. Obviously, Wierenski and, you know, but I think about Jack Roslovic, who they gave a big deal to this summer. He's a Columbus kid, and he's got one goal on most of the power plays, and he's got one goal. And Goudreau has done a hell of a job. 20, what's he got, 28 points or something? I mean, he's really played hard, but it is it is really unfortunate what's going on there. They They are... They are a team that looks like they're not very accountable, and there's a lot of frustration in that in that dressing room. So what 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 gives here? You know, Kekalainen in his tenth year. Um, you know, he's got Good Branson there on a four. I I like Good Branson as a kid, but four years at four million and Roslovic over four million a year, and I just don't know what gives here. I know the injuries are a big part of it. Their goaltending, Merzlikens, has sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. I don't know what's happened to him. Um, now they're back to Corpusalo. I, I just don't know what's going to give here. But this is this. I mean, year twenty-two franchise. I mean, I had an excuse. I was there when they were new. 
Okay, we didn't want the whole breakdown of the organization the last 25 no. years. We just wanted to know. know that you uh, well, weren't I... directly responsible for it. That's all. <laughs> I'm not anymore. <laughs> okay. No. I'm well, not whatever's... I think, but they will, you're right, they will find a way to blame me. I guarantee you that. Whatever is can go wrong for Columbus... It's like opposites day here in Toronto. I've, the Leafs can't do anything wrong. So Matthew and Marner, the breakup, you know, it's flipping the lines a little bit. Is that really turned this franchise around? I mean, I, I know Murray's been good and, and really and good. Off come up with a decent game. Um, really good. But what's blowing me away Look at their top four defense. You're telling me that four has been able to carry them, and they've done a good job. Like Giordano, I mean, God love him. I mean, a veteran guy at 39, he's he's been he's been a horse for them at times, in my opinion. And Hall has been good, and the kids have been good. I mean, I'm blown away their defense has held up. I really am. I don't think it'll hold up at playoff time. But at this point, you know, it's biding them time to get some people healthy. They've done a good job. And the forwards have done a much better job playing a team game, full marks to them. They've been good. And Murray, like you said, I watched him in Pittsburgh the other night. I mean, he was really good. He's been good all along. So does this complicate things for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like everyone talking about how good this team has been defensively and these guys have been, you know, Sandine and Lilligren look like they're legitimate, useful NHL pair here. The whole talk was like they're yeah. going to need another D. Muzzin is out. they got to go spend some, some of this money. Do they need to go find another defenseman given how good the D has been? And as you mentioned, you're skeptical it can hold up. Well, you know, the the... the the tough part is you're going to play Boston or Tampa, you know, probably uh, in the first round, unless somebody else gets hot. I mean, that's a possibility the way they're all bunched up there. That's going to be one horrific, physical, tough first round. And me, yeah, they do. They do. They, they can't get carried away with, you know, I mean, look, it's great the kids have played well. It's great that Hall and Giordano and these guys have and have done a good job. But I, I, that does not look like a Stanley Cup blue line to me. So do they have to – I got to believe they're going to try to add a, a, a blue liner or two, a deadline, depending on Muzzin's health, and it looks like he's out for the year. Um, I think they need help there. But right now you, you can't say that. I, I mean, in fairness, touch the puck. Touched the puck last night. <laughs> not, no, not they much. Very good. They weren't. If they, did, I, if they did, if they did, I missed it. I saw, you know, a couple of turnovers here and there, but I didn't see them. You know, I know uh, analytics expert uh, born, so I you would know the number, the data better than I would. But I didn't see them. I didn't need data to look at puck possession last night. You know, Mac, uh, like any general manager, you know, we can look back at Kyle Dubas's trades and say this one was great or good and this one was stunk and this one was awful. But he just seems to have an eye now uh, the last few years uh, picking up uh, uh, limited value on certain contracts. Uh, We saw Bunting. We've seen Labushkin. And now there's a defenseman, uh, Connor Timmins, 
and health is an issue there, but it just seems like he's he finds ways to to get the most out of certain guys and just the importance of that, especially when you're in a, a cap world and especially, especially when it's flat the last few years. Yeah, look, yeah, I agree. I, I think you, you do find bottom six because that can play at playoff time in his forward group. You know, is Timmons and are these going to be good enough at playoff time when the when the whole game changes? Listen, are, are you in the sand? I mean, I watched, we, we got an issue with your phone. I'm, I'm, right that's the problem. Did you cut him off? Okay, we got to call you back. We're going to call you back. No, I. Where no, are you? No, I just. Are you on the beach? Earpiece. I took my earpiece out. No, I just come up from the beach. I just took my earpiece out. Okay, now working? we're good to go. All right, we're good. Like seriously, like anyway. <laughs> Modern technology, earpieces. Yeah. So look, I, it, the problem is. Yeah, they're good pickups. Yeah, he deserves credit. Uh, the the whole thing, and we talk about it all the time, it's going to come down to the playoffs in the first round. Right now, they look like they can compete really well in the in the playoffs with the way they're playing right now. Is that going to carry over versus Boston, Tampa? Tampa aren't as good. They, they haven't – McDonough's a big hole there, but they're still good enough. Is the goaltending going to be good enough at playoff time when it really has to be great? It looks today like it could be. Um, is their bottom six going to be good enough to compete at playoff time? There's still a bunch of questions there, but that's like lots of teams. You know, that's like lots of teams. So right now, full marks to them. They've played really well. And, uh, you know, they're playing with confidence. And uh, Mariners, just a, a treat. Uh, you know, Matthews is going to be good. You know, Nylander is going to be good. Uh, Tavares has been good. Lots of guys. Bunting, like you said, has been a, a solid. Guy. So, uh, you know, I like them right now, but. Are you picking them in the first round? I'm a little hesitant to. God, there's 50 plus games to go. I, it seems like such a long ways away. Oh no, still. we got to talk playoffs. We got to talk playoffs. Well, it really is. The whole season is an assessment on is the team different? Can they be better come postseason? One yeah. thing that Kipper and I have beat to death on this topic, I think, but it's an important topic, is about the teams grittiness around the core and the willingness to get involved. And Pierre Engvall last night tussles a little bit, chops a guy in the head a little bit. Zach Gaston runs into someone, and it's kind of nice to see. It looks like it elevates the team a little bit. Can you fake it in those roles? And I don't even mean that as a negative. Can you fake it enough to be effective? You know, and and just keep in mind, too, they lost Nick Robertson to a very heavy check, which, you know, I mean, for the most part, looked fairly clean, to be quite honest with you, but... Should someone still maybe say something to someone? Well, that's the question. You can't grit and you can't fake toughness. You can when you're playing a team one-off every two months. But when you get into and they know your personnel inside out, the the heart and grit and determination is going to come to the forefront. And have they developed that with the – with the additions this summer. I didn't I haven't liked their bottom six the last couple of years. I've said it before the playoffs. I didn't like it. I like it a little better right now, obviously because of the way they're playing. Um it's 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 tough sledding out there at playoff time. 
it's life and death in the trenches at playoff time. And yeah, that's going to be the big test. That's going to be the big test. You know that they're going to make Marner and they're going to make Matthews and these guys pay a price and the bottom six have got to give you energy and they can't hurt you. They can't hurt you defensively and they got to give you some emotion from that bottom six. So it'll be, that's the big test. And and obviously goaltending is, is still critical. It's still critical right now. I like it, but I'm still a little nervous about their goaltending. And I shouldn't be with the way they played the last 20 games, but I am. Did Toronto show us enough? And that it could be helped. Did Toronto show us enough in the last little while uh, that they could still push Boston for uh, a division or push anybody here for uh, a president's trophy? That they can push for that right now. I mean, they, you know, Boston looked real good. Tampa, to me, haven't been nearly as good. Obviously, the Rangers haven't been nearly as good. I suspect all those teams will, you know, will pick it up in the second half. Um, You know, Florida, obviously, disappointing a a lot of nights the way they've been playing. Bobrovsky can't win a game, and you got to depend on Spencer Knight. You know, their blue line, to me, isn't deep enough in Florida. So, I I mean, they've got to be considered right there. Um, But... You'd give the edge to Boston today, but, uh, you know, other than Boston, who's really grabbing a hold of it? Them and the Leafs, in my opinion. Well, we're uh, waiting the end of a Mitch Marner streak that uh, has been closely followed here in Toronto, and that's, uh, you know, it's been unbelievable now. I think up to 21 games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what are your thoughts on the streak? Do you care about that sort of thing, Doug? It's, a, it's been a big, big topic here. I mean, you have to care about it. I, I what I what I care about more than the streak is is the way he's playing. Yeah. And um, you know, the streak is the streak. Yeah, it's great. It's a great it's a great thing to be able to do, and it'll be great for him. And you know, in record books, but Marner cares about winning, and he's got a lot to prove at playoff time. This guy, a lot to prove, and he's capable of doing it. He gets a lot of attention at playoff time, and he's it, the big test will be, is he going to take the step he needs to take at playoff time? No doubt he's capable of it. No doubt he's, he's got lots of desire and will. That's the big test. Nobody's going to care about the 25, 21, 22, whatever he goes, if they lose in the first round. So that, that's the shadow that hangs out. Look, when I was with Detroit, it, it was a similar thing. We had a really good team. We had really good teams there with Iserman and Fedorov and, and on and on and on. And we just couldn't get over. We couldn't get over the hump. And a lot of it was our goaltending wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. And, you know, uh, all of a sudden, you know, they brought in, you know, Osgood took a step, but they brought in Vernon and, and things changed a bit, you know, and Stevie Y got some support, more support at the bottom part of the lineup that really helped him. And they got over the top. But it like Steve Eisenman, this, this is hard to believe, guys. Steve Eiserman was in his 14th year in the NHL when he won his first Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. That's hard to believe. That's hard to believe. That's how hard it is as a superstar to fight through all the adversity you have to overcome at playoff time. It's hard to believe, isn't it? 14 years when he won his True. first Cup. It, it does seem, though, between Tavares, Nylander, Matthews, and Marner that – 
these past failures, maybe uh, the the skin thickening, uh, just it it yeah. does lend towards that this 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 season they will be best prepared. Yeah, I, I think I think they're best. If you looked at it today, yeah, you'd you'd be hard pressed to not consider them a favorite going into the playoffs. And I mean to get by, you know, to get out of their division, get by the first round, have an opportunity to move on. You really got to believe that. But we talked about that five, six years ago, you know, when they were up 3-1 in Boston, wasn't it, in a series? I mean, it just, it's so tough, and there's so much pressure on this Leafs team at playoff time. The hope that they've grown as a group be able to overcome this. I mean, Matthews is a veteran now. Marner's a veteran. Nylander's a veteran. Tavares, we know, is a veteran. They've got some good leadership there. So th- this, there's no reason if they're this good that they can't translate that at playoff time. There should be no reason. As long as their bottom six play like they should play and their goaltending plays like they should play. You know, I mean, we saw Carolina last year. Really, we saw Carolina, a really good team last year. A really good team. A team looked to be built for the playoffs. And they lose their goaltender. They lose Freddie Anderson. And Ronta can't get it done for them. He couldn't get it done. We saw Pittsburgh, a pretty good team. They lose both their goalies. They couldn't get out of the first round. I mean, those are the things that you have to deal with that are tough to overcome. So, this is uh, it's going to be a real interesting test, but there's no doubt right now you'd say they're going in, you know, that I know, like you said, Nick, there's a lot of games left, but today you would say you'd be nervous to play the Leafs. You know, every once in a while, you got to take those earphones or earbuds or whatever you have, and you actually have to clean them. <laughs> well, I see it different because I was just come off the beach and I was listening to April wine and it was as clear. <laughs> it was as clear. You heard of April wine? Yeah. It's as once clear upon a time. As you could imagine. Do you, do you know, every once in a while we'd have like this, you know, we'd be in the like playoffs or we'd be like at all-star or something and like five seconds to air. And it's like, Mac would scream. I can't hear anything out of my earpiece. It's broken. Bring me another one. And I'm like, <laughs> No, just clean the earwax. Light the wick out. in that thing and okay. burn down the wax. It's just I, I, like a I candle. Think, I it's like Sportsnet having a candlestick in your ear. I think Sportsnet set that all up so that they have an excuse to get rid of me that I couldn't <laughs> handle the technology. Well, if they did, it worked. <laughs> hey, thanks for doing this. Sure did. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, hey, Borny. Yo, I need a co- I need a copy of your book. By the way, I need ah, a copy of your book. It's coming. And then the, I'm first. The test. The test is which is the which of the three are the best seller: Kiprios's, Bourne's, or McLean that's coming out next year. We'll <laughs> oh, see. Ron McLean has a book coming out again. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. See you, man. Thanks, Mac. Kipper, while we were on the air, a crazy end to a soccer match in the World Cup. Okay, t- it was just uh, tell we're me talking what the one hundredth minute. Uh, a goal. Yes, the Netherlands had a free kick against Argentina and scored and scored on a cheeky little set piece. And now we're going in overtime. Half an hour here. That, that was the freak out behind the glass. Oh here. yeah, unbelievable moment there. The, listen. I was looking up and I was like, "Wow, nine minutes of extra time! Oh, it's the 99th minute!" And watch that all develop. That was unbelievable. Listen. 
this is, I mean, we talk about hockey all the time. We talk about the Leafs, it matters. But this is, the legacy is on the line here. You know, Leo Messi, it's, what is it, his fifth World Cup or fourth World Cup? Oh, he's, he hates him because he's a Portuguese. He has to hate him. <laughs> Derek? Yeah, yeah, but it's just, it, the drama is so good. And tomorrow. And I love that it doesn't go right to kicks here. Like, and, let's and, take and, it around a bit. And tomorrow, which is just. I mean, the morning game is Morocco, Portugal, whatever. I mean, that's not nearly as juicy as the afternoon matchup, which is England, France. It's just wow. high, wow. high drama at yeah. the World Cup. So I'm loving now, every Let minute. me ask a dumb question. Yes, please. Will they play the full 30 or is it sudden death in the Full World 30? Cup? Yeah. And then they go to kicks if yeah. no one it's scores. 215 halves. 215 okay. halves. Okay. We'll just, uh, should be golden goal. Do I go to break? 100% should yeah. be golden goal. Do I go goal. to break or we just sit back and watch We're the We're just going to watch and talk about the soccer game. We'll now okay. be. We'll go to Messi. break. Leo we'll Messi with Messi. his legacy on the line. We'll, oh, the uh, dignity and poise. <laughs> We're going to bring uh, JD uh, Bunkus on uh, after the break, which will test our legacy. <laughs> <laughs> the bunk right. show. Let's go. I mean, he can come in and uh, I mean, I can yeah, drive, just all, drive, bunk drive all our viewership away. Jesus, I hope not. Man. <laughs> no, JD's what's your, what's your man. podcast again after Leaf Games? Let's plug Leaf that. Talk. Leaf Talk. It's not like it's a 10 word show name, Kipper. It's Leafs Talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Get it but together. Sometimes there, you okay? know what their talk's like. I do. It's anything but Leafs. Yeah. Okay, JD Bunkus after the break. And we're going to take some uh, tweets. Yeah, tweets, texts. YouTube comments. Make sure you mention me in the YouTube if you want to get Perfect. Okay. Plenty more still on Real Kipper and Born. We'll be back. This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right, Sammy. Where's your boy? He's there. J.D., you're the type of guy that I think would be so busy on the weekends, you wouldn't even have time to come on our show. Yeah, busy with Leafs talk. Every Saturday night, I got to grind away. <laughs> Grinding out What's here. it like having to carry Sammy McKee in that show? Buddy, it's been, this hasn't been just this show. It's been <laughs> my whole life. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been a major buildup. And you know what the best part about listening to you guys now what, that we're we're like happy? No, that... just that I can hear you. Oh, right. That's... I mean, a couple of technical issues here and oh, there. Oh, what we're doing here? Camera, <laughs> like, what's happening? Ca- here, uh, lens cap on. Kipper, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad you guys have it straightened out. Yeah. Because it's only taken us a year and a half to figure it out here. That's yeah, right. We're doing our best, all right? Everyone's working hard. So, it, how, it, happy world in, in Leaf Talk now, right? I mean, you and Sammy, oh, my God. It just must be just a big love fest after games I now. I the misery in your voice. You're just so choked. You're like, I can't hammer these guys. What, what am I going to say bad? Like, I can hear it. I can hear it. So, yeah, I think it's pretty happy. It's It's doing okay, right? Like... I, we were talking about it yesterday outside of Robertson's injury and poor Sean Dursey getting booed like a war criminal in his <laughs> own city. It was a, it's been a pretty fun little stretch here. 13 games in a row with a point. Who would have thought it? Yeah. It has been fun. You know, one of the things that in talking with your boy Sammy is just the uh I think Oh, are he, we not boys? Why why am is it just boys with Sammy? Like am I getting news that I'm not boys with you guys? <laughs> you're this, you're out with Kiffer and I'm now just a Sam friend. Yeah, okay. Good to know. All right, um, good to know. 
you know, Sammy said the other day, he just said, you know, boy, it'd be nice to miss Morgan Riley a little more. Yeah. Like just a just a little. You're not buying into the fact that uh, you know maybe Morgan's not as needed as we first thought, buddy. I'm on that. I've been on that train for quite some time. I I had Morgan Riley in trade. Like, there's no trade machine for the NHL like there is in the NBA. ESPN.com has this site or where you can just go and you can try to salary match and see if the trades line up and if they work. And I've been working on Morgan Riley trades, as Sam knows, for quite some time. Yeah. It's weird because when he signed that deal, it felt like such a sweetheart move for them. And clearly, he offers more value than Connor Timmons, right? Yeah. But it was interesting. Yesterday's not a fair game, too, because it was just such a cave-in. Like, every single player looked amazing. Um, so it's hard to evaluate guys in that way. But, yeah, just seeing those two guys together just felt fine. They haven't missed him in the lineup. Sandine and Lilligren have clearly taken a step. Mm-hmm. And if you're just talking about ways that they could allocate money moving forward, look at what Sandine can do on the power play. Look what he's looked like over the stretch of play. If they had to get fully healthy right now and you had to remove him from the lineup, are, okay, clearly Morgan Riley's better than Rasmus Sandine. But this was always the case when they were talking about resigning him is what do you have within your organization to replace somebody? Is he. $6 million on the cap better than Rasmus Sandin? I think that's the question. Morgan Riley's good. I'm not going to ever say that the guy's a bum. I'm never going to go that far. I think that he's had a bit of a tough season. So you're ready right now to uh, tell Rasmus, hey, um, you know, we haven't won the Cup since 1967, but you're the guy that's going to quarterback no. four rounds to win a Stanley Cup. Are you crazy? No, of course not. But that's not, that's not the argument that I'm making. Then the what's argument the, I'm making what, what then? is that I think that there are different styles of defensemen that would suit this team better than Morgan Riley. Yeah, but uh, it's over. It's over. You're not finding sure. him. But you asked me this question. <laughs> like You asked me the question of, hey, do you think that it, Morgan Riley might be a little overpaid or do you think that maybe he doesn't fit this team? And I would say that... Looking forward well, to this yeah, team. Yeah, you're right. I did ask you. I just yeah. don't like your answer. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so the <laughs> most of the, that's usually going to be the case. Yeah, I, they're in an all-in season, so clearly they're going to load up as much talent as possible. That's not – yeah, you're not going to see a Morgan Riley trade. They're, all they're going to be doing this season is addition, addition, addition. I just wonder what the future is going to look like. Like, what do we think the salary cap is going to going to be next year? Up a million? Up up a little bit up more than that? Up four million? Maybe. Uh, Four million? You've three, seen that one? I, I, I have once, yeah. I, I wouldn't hang my hat on that one. Okay. Okay. Couple, though. I thought that it was going to be one or two to start, and then we were going to start to see some fairly sizable jumps. But that was again, the plan. Bettman came out at some point and was overzealous, yeah, I think. Yeah. Right. Guess what, though? What? Bettman ain't the guy who's, who's guy? in debt half a billion dollars. It's the players. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. True. That is true. I, I just do wonder, man, it's it's impossible not to have questions about the Leafs now and in the future, but if you're getting this picture now and it's informing your information for later and your salary cap doesn't go up a whole lot and Austin Matthews is going to absolutely break the bank in order to keep him, William Nylander looks like he's going to break the bank in order to keep him, TJ Brody's contract is going to come up, you're going to have to make decisions on the two young guys because they're only on little bridge contracts. I... Yeah, I do wonder what the future is going to look like for somebody that, when he signed that deal, felt like he was going to be a Leaf for his entire career. And so now the uh, you know the, the things that are going positive, not to, to bring it back to this year solely, but looking at things that are good so far this year, are you a believer 
in the things that are making the team look good without Morgan Riley, which is the goaltending. Like, Matt Murray looks like, I mean, uh, the guy who won Stanley Cups. Ari, has he done enough so far to make you a believer? Today on the show, I talked about, guys remember when we learned about symbiotic relationships and it was the alligator with his mouth open and that little bird that cleans its teeth? <laughs> and the, and the, the alligator doesn't eat that bird because they're helping each other, right? The bird gets food and the alligator gets his teeth cleaned. I don't know if that's real, but it might have been. <laughs> but it, I'm pretty sure it is. There's, de- there's definitely fish that clean other fish. Let's use now, that maybe. example. Is, no, this isn't is there off the a rails. Cat and a Tweety bird in this I'm, story. I'm going somewhere with this, all right? Are you guys are the judge and you're going, all right, wrap this up. I feel like that's the blue line and the team defense with the goaltending right now. It's an awesome team to be the goalie of. You, yeah. you don't think that Jack Campbell's looking at this going, well, that would have been nice. Or Freddie Anderson's looking at this after his entire tenure with the Leafs saying, that's what you guys are doing now. Thanks. <laughs> but also that those guys are playing better than the Jack Campbell's and the Freddie Anderson's did. Well, maybe not at their absolute peaks, but so far this tandem has just been an awesome one-two punch. But yeah, they, they have to make a couple of good saves every single night. And they're not letting in stinkers. And so the question remains with Murray, can he stay healthy? Like, McKee and I feel the same way, and I'm sure the two of you do as well. Whenever somebody goes barreling into uh, into Murray's net, or he needs to extend himself a little bit too much to make a save, you start to wonder, oh my god, is this the time? Is this it? Is this now where he goes down with an injury? But they just look like two goalies that fit incredibly well with this team. They both seem mentally tough. They both have big-time pedigree. And neither of them is letting in bad bad goals. So, yeah, I think that I'm believing in it. I, I, I don't know what it would look like if they were playing behind old Leafs blue lines. But with this team, the fit looks perfect. Barring a one-game suspension, Engvall scoring a power play goal was a different look for all of us. Is Are these signs that uh, the bottom six now could be uh, bigger contributors take some heat off of your big four no i'm not in on that no you're not in on yeah. that you, what did you guys think well now Alex, you're like what did you guys think when now Alex you're Griffin derailing the whole vibe no <laughs> <laughs> Feel you, are. you are Feel you can't attacked. you can't Feel win attacked. a stanley like, cup without hey. four lines no yeah no and guess what i think that they're going to need to add more there and and that's the interesting part is you know, I don't know. I, you guys probably read 32 Thoughts, same as me, like last week or week and a half ago when Elliot wrote about how the priority remains to be a defenseman. And there are some nights where you think about that and go, hey. You, you needed you to read 32 Thoughts on the, well, I, to get that? Yeah. I mean, I always read it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just, the, I think that the priority being a defenseman over a third-line center, say, or a second-line winger is kind of interesting that that's where they're at philosophically because I look at this and go, huh, maybe, 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 maybe not when they're playing this way and they're getting this kind of goaltending. To me, they they add whatever the best piece that they can possibly add to their team is. They're the team mm-hmm. that's sitting there at the at the draft that has everything. You know a year where your team luckily has someone else's draft pick, but you're a good team, and all of a sudden the San Antonio Spurs in the 2000s are picking like sixth, and you just go, whatever, we're just taking best player available. That's that's the position that I think that the Leafs should be in. But ultimately, the if, if I was saying, hey, what do you think the one thing today they need to add is? I, I think that they need to add a little bit more in the bottom six. To me, they're still a little punchless, and that the top 
guys are still carrying the offense more. And, and I can't remember this, but I, and I wonder how you guys feel about it. I don't know where I was watching it. it. It was some other, it was another hockey podcast. It was just a clip, but it was about guys playing teams where they really can just load up against one line and how much easier that comes to defend come playoff time. And clearly the Leafs have two, but that has been the issue in the past is what happens when you're not getting any offense from your top guys. Can you get a little bit more from your bottom guys? And do you have any faith that in a playoff game that Alex Kerfoot, Pierre Engvall, I have faith in David Kampf. Mm -hmm. David Kampf will make something happen. But outside of him, I just, yeah, they they need a little bit more there. And I'm not putting all the chips in on Matthew Nyes just yet. So we had the chit-chat about, you know, is the regular season success enough to make you, A, care about the regular season, which Sam, now that they're good, does not care about the regular season. I've talked with Kipper about can Kyle Dubas have enough success with this team in the regular season to make you think he should get a contract extension? He currently does not have one, and this team is obviously on a tear. Where are you on Dubas and deserving a new contract? You got to wait. Got to wait. Yeah, I I thought the same thing as you, Porn. So two things can be true, right? Has he assembled an awesome team? Yep, he has. Has the goaltending worked out right now? It absolutely has. But we're 28 games into the season. I was talking about this with Myrtle earlier today. You know, we had a stretch earlier this season where it was fire Keith and this team isn't good enough and they're not engaged enough and something's got to change and maybe they don't have this and maybe they don't have that. And now we're in an incredible stretch and, and this Leafs team has proven year over year over year that they're a good regular season team. Like, this has never been the issue. Hey, can you show up and win a bunch of games in a row and hey. look like one of the best five teams can, in the Can you set regular season records for yeah, points? Yeah, that's what I mean. We, we've seen this before. I think that this is just a little shocking because they're doing it in a different way. The goaltending has been so good when it was such a big question mark, and they turned it around so drastically from what we saw over the first like month of the season, first couple of weeks of the season. And so to me, like if you have a plan and it's a well-thought-out plan, you should generally stick with that and not be a prisoner of the moment. And that's what a Kyle Dubas extension would look like to me today because ultimately – this formula has been proven to do this in the regular season. It still hasn't been proven to do it in the postseason. If you were asking me, like, hey, what, what would you rather have, a Kyle Dubas extension or a fire Kyle Dubas, like, if he loses in a playoff series just randomly down the line, I'd say extend him because he's clearly good at his job. I, I just – I think that we need to see this thing play out. Like, everybody just needs to remain calm, see how this thing plays out, and stick to the plan that was there at the beginning of the season, which was, hey – Let's all see where we land and let's see where this sits and let's see if there's a fatal flaw with this group or if they can figure out a way to win when it matters. Because, yeah, I just, boy, if they, man, imagine they fold, right? Like, what happens if they just fold in the postseason again? Or one of these goaltenders, like, this is the one I want to know from you guys. If Matt Murray looks good all year, right, but then he gets hurt, how much blame do you put on Kyle Dubas for that? Because it's a decent roll of the dice, He's given you good production, but he was injury prone, so that was part of the risk. Like, where are you at if, if that happens? It's a great question. Where are we on uh, the thought of bringing Kasha in last year and then knowing that he had a, a soft melon that could be lost at any time and you guy. did lose him? So yeah. is, is this any different from Kasha? It, it, has to, it, it has to be because yeah. it's, it's that much more of a position, an uh, important position. Yeah, to me, Kasha was like, we assume we're getting nothing, 
If he yeah. can play and give us something, yeah. amazing. With yeah. Murray, was he a PTO or a million bucks, well, like he was, he yeah, was like, like a million, million five. Million. So, so yeah. tell me who's out there that's going to say, "Hey, it was terrific for November and December. Too bad he got hurt in April. You guys would have really had a chance." Yeah, I, I who's agree that, that he's, to Kyle he's much more on the hook for this, where it's like that was a position of essential need, and sure, people thought he was a good goalie, but they, it was a risk that you weren't going to have him, and then you didn't have him. So I, I do think that his injury health, uh, you know, it's it's on Dubas a little bit. I get where you guys are coming from, though, because it does seem so irrational to watch this team right now. Okay, it, do you guys think that they're the best team in hockey today? Bruins. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've liked New Jersey the most this year because I saw third and fourth liners that were hard to play against. Fair. Fair. Jersey looks great. Would we, would we agree as a group that they are one of the best five teams in hockey? Like, if you had to put yes. money down tomorrow and we were doing a draft and we were saying, hey, we've yeah. all got to pick a team, we're all going to go in a row, uh, all four of us, you, me, say, and actually, let's get Brandeo in the mix. Yeah, th- so this was a conversation. Going off the board. J- J- JD, we had this conversation before the season started. We had them winning the Atlantic. We had them challenging for a president's trophy. It, we're, yeah. We shouldn't be that surprised no, to I'm say that they're a top-five team. Yeah. No, I'm not surprised. My point is is that I totally understand the conversation about extending Dubas because in what world would you ever say, hey, you have one of the best five teams in the sport, and people would be going, but we're not sure if we can keep around the guy yes. who built that team. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it seems yeah. so strange. So I completely understand it, but this Leafs group is a special circumstance, and, and that's why I'm just saying I, I don't know if the pressure is the same way, I don't know if they lose a series and how I'll feel about it. The way they lose the series or the way they win the series, it just, it, that still matters to me. How they end up getting there, what ends up happening the rest of this way, it's all going to matter to me. And I just, even if it it's in the first insane. round? Yeah, dude, even, okay, if they get in the first round and they have another coin toss series with the Tampa Bay Lightning and they lose the way that they did last year, where it comes down to a game seven and it's a hard fought battle. I, I don't know if I'm going to say fire Dubas. I don't know if it's just like, okay, get rid of this guy just because but, he couldn't beat the Lightning. I'd be he saying might run it back. He's a free agent. He might just leave. That, But that's an interesting part of it is that you have to roll that risk that maybe you go to the table with him and he goes, yeah, you know what? Some other organization gave me a godfather deal and now they want me and I want to pursue something different and I'm tired of this pressure and I'm tired of being hated and having my job security called into question, blah, 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 blah. Because I think that there is a reality where he could sign an extension here after some success, and then things go to pot, and then all of a sudden, uh, I'm sorry, are, going, is, oh my God, are we talking February, March? I'm talking. Where's your extension? No, I'm saying you cannot, absolutely, patently cannot. Oh, okay. He, but is if, there any scenario where you could see them? You can see him getting an extension before you find out what happens. Yeah, I could see that, but again, that would require a deviation from the plan that Shanahan outlined at the beginning of the year, which would be a weird admission, and it, and it, I think that puts you in a pretty vulnerable spot if you're Brendan Shanahan. I have no Kipper. This is a you question, man. Like, I have no idea what the dynamics are of the board and what ownership actually thinks of these guys. But I would there's think that if Brendan Shanahan of, hands a, a contract to, a, to Kyle Dubas and then the Leafs lose in the playoffs in an embarrassing way, they get shelled in five games, or Matt Murray gets hurt and they have no goaltending, or they decide that they don't get aggressive at a deadline. Like, who knows what the scenario is here, but where it does not work out for the Leafs, and then fans are apoplectic, like, I don't know how that doesn't make you vulnerable to a firing. So to me, the safest course of action for him would be to just patiently wait. wait 
and then trust that you're still the Toronto Maple Leafs and that when Kyle Dubas walks into free agency, these people are going to say, sorry, what did they offer you? Yeah, like, we don't care. We'll match that. And what else do you want? You know? Like, they kept – this is MLSE. They kept Masai Ujiri. I think they can keep Kyle Dubas. One guy won a championship. Yeah, my point is is just simply that, like, Masai Ujiri was, like, one of the most coveted guys in sports – that he wasn't even just coveted in the NBA. He was coveted by the soccer world. And MLSE still found a way to make sure that he was paid properly and hit enough things on his checklist. I just, I have enough faith that there's enough money for Kyle Dubas to stay here and that the idea of, oh, well, then he could leverage himself into leaving, I would go, that, that would be more shock. That would be the most shocking result to me yeah, out of everything that you could outline. I agree. Once they make the decision that he's our guy, mm-hmm. then money's no object. Right. Exactly. Like, so it, this isn't a Theo Epstein situation where if he wins in Toronto... Then and he doesn't he want to go anywhere else. Yeah. No, no, no. He's, he doesn't want to be here. He's from here. He's going to want to win here. He's already got all his greyhounds here. Then he has to go get all the greyhounds <laughs> on another team like that. Like, you got to import whole, the greyhounds yeah, on a bus. Exactly. So that's, that's too much work. All right. Uh, nice job today. I mean, I'm thinking this is a guy that should get his own show. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Yeah. That's how good you are He's right now. He's got two shows. You have two shows. Gonna... Yeah, that's right. Subscribe to the J.D. Bunkers podcast and the Leafs Talk. Make sure that you do those things. Leafs Talks is crushing it in the charts. Bourne's back on next week. Kipper, when are you going to make your next appearance with now the newly fresh fixed audio? Uh, <laughs> Don't you waiting for a promise here? <laughs> I, 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 I'll make an appearance. I, I will. Yeah, for that's sure. Right. Let's do it. I can't wait, man. I okay. can't wait to have you back on there. All right. I, I owe See you, you one. Just for, See you, Bunk. Just Thanks, for the buddy. shots that I give you. <laughs> yeah. I owe you it's, one. It's owed. It's All right. <laughs> J.D. Bunkus. Later, fellas. Thanks, Bunk. buddy. From the J.D. Bunkus podcast and Leaf Talk, immediately following every Leaf game on YouTube and Sportsnet now with our buddy Sammy. Bunk's a good dude. I love that. When do you have time to produce? You're Me? just this internet star right now i like uh, you need a bieber jacket i would love a bieber jacket if whoever made that jacket would like to give me one i would love to take it bill balenciaga is listening you got your timmy's beeb hat yeah yeah that's my only beebs merch i support the beebs i love the beebs what can i say i'm not like i don't really listen to his music in my headphones a whole lot but i like that he's from the area he likes the leafs he lives in the area if he lives in the area he's got to come out and skate with a few of the alumni more importantly, get in studio. I mean, get get some names on that list so that, you know, what's the, what's the skate look like? Who, who's out there? Anyone Tyson. of interest? Uh, the Big E. Eric okay. Cabriolet. Good, okay, okay, good start. I'd say. Uh, yeah, Mike Johnson comes out every once there in a while. And who else? Uh, <laughs> Is that a drop? So who, who dominates? Uh, Darcy Tucker. Who dominates? Who's still the best? The Big E has a backhand that my slap shot can't even compare to. Yeah. Wow. It's sick. What about Cabriolet? Because I all I p- picture his game. Honestly, if you gave that guy two or three months, I think he could play and, some and, and not look out of place. Yeah, he always uh, just was such an amazing. It's quiet sick how game. smart he is yes. still out there. Like, yeah. play, make a bad pass, please. Just do something. I've said this several times in the show, but playing with Brian Trache and Dale Howardchuck in their older years is oh my goodness. Oh, sorry, Argentina just about kicked it in the soccer net. But, yes, they were still exceptional in their older years. I love it. Yeah. All right. Where I, else are we going to go? Uh, you want uh, any questions well, out there, uh, tweets, uh, YouTube comments? Yeah, we got some We got some stuff. What do you got? So this is from uh, one of my favorite names on our YouTube chat that sometimes contributes, from Poe Buddies Nerfect. <laughs> 
Where is Dubis going? Who else is hiring him? Arizona, question mark? You know what I was thinking is really fascinating that the Colorado thing didn't work out because Colorado ends up with Joe Sackick and winning a Stanley Cup. I know that there was some thought from Dubis, some disappointment, that he couldn't go somewhere where he could do creative things, right? In the spotlight of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you can't be like, we're going to do things totally differently. Like, you'll just get torched by people. So I would not be surprised if he had an interest in being somewhere where he could be creative. I don't know. So all I'm saying is it doesn't have to be the Rangers, the Leafs. Oh, gosh. I just... uh... Uh, you you look at any team, there's 32 of them right now, and m- majority of them are locked into contracts that they can't even get out even if they wanted to. True. So you, you want a different look, a different feel. The easiest thing right now is to go and replace money that you can replace, and that's a coach, a general manager, mm-hmm. get a new voice, get a new attitude, I, I look down the league and I'm like the pitcher that Kyle potentially could be looking at if he seeks employment somewhere else mm-hmm. is not the same picture you're going to get in April, May, or June. Like I, I, where is Ottawa with Pierre Dorian who promised that the, the rebuild was over two years ago? Is Ottawa closer to Sault Ste. Marie or farther? I is honestly he, don't know. I don't he, know Ontario. Is, is he back next year? Uh, not if they're this bad the rest of the way. By then, new ownership will have come in. Mm-hmm. They may want to make a, a splash. What would be better? What would be better for the Ottawa Senators if I'm a if I'm a new owner and I go take the Toronto Maple Leaf guy next year? And oh honestly, Dubas is perfect too because he's the type of guy... Just think about that one for a second. Who oh could God. find some value, you know, in some guys and oh just have them be a little I'm, bit better. I'm a, I'm a new billionaire... Uh, owner and you don't want to sign that guy I'll, I'll, I'll put you in a bidding war for him i may not get him clear caps well, I, I think i think there's a small chance here and i've thought this the whole time we're talking about it today that dubis is upset by not having a contract and would take the opportunity to stick it to the leafs for not signing him not giving him what he thinks he's owed or deserves or whatever so I don't know if it would be a straight financial bidding war, but if there's a chance that he resents not having a contract right now, it may not be outbidding MLSE. It may just be oh, do it because he wants to do it. I look at the uh, the rocky ways in Philadelphia, Chuck Fletcher. Could that oh, job yeah. be open up next year? Good point. So uh, Columbus seems like they haven't made the playoffs in a gazillion years. Yeah. That's the type of place, too, who – you know, they the opportunity for him to find value. That's the idea of being the smart analytics guy, isn't it? That you find guys. Where else do you want to go? I just, it's it's funny though. Does he really want to go rebuild a team? David Poyle done in Nashville? Does he really want to go rebuild a team? Oh Listen, yeah, This guy's yeah. young yeah. and he's got energy out of the yin-yang. Yeah. And he'll go. I guess go, it's be fun. Yeah, oh do, yeah, he would I, love I, the challenge. I, I think for the most part he does. He's he's got roots here. He's now oh, yeah. entrenched. Doesn't want to go anywhere. He's but got two young kids here. Yeah, you I'm don't sure know where push. You don't know where when when push comes to shove, and when is that that point of no return? Yeah, leverage seems to swing by the week, depending on how they're doing. So uh, just quickly on the jacket that Bieber was wearing last night. Yeah, uh, the sports beard. Who is a good listener of the show? Yeah, sent me the jacket. Oh no, you can buy it. It's from a company called Soxy. Uh, it's 
$550 USD hmm. on sale from 967 so it's a steal now. Ooh, there you go. It looked well-worn. What is that, an American company? Yeah, I've never heard of it before. So, yeah, there you go. Just Googling Soxy on a work computer yeah, feels careful. a little dicey. <laughs> careful there, pal. Where's Kenny Holland and the Edmonton Oilers? Oh. They missed the playoffs Imagine or get knocked down in the first round. Yeah. Is he back for his fourth or fifth year? What, uh, fifth, fourth, maybe? I don't know. He signed a five-year deal, didn't he? I think I'm not sure right, how much... Yeah. Imagine they took your the GM. ROI on that if you're Imagine the they took the GM, too. <laughs> the Oilers. All right. Let's change All right. that. The you get the point, team. though. Yep. Uh, this is from Mike Rodriguez on YouTube. What's a realistic extension for David Camp? Yeah, I love that question because that's kind of where I was going. At 1.5, right. if he's your sixth most valuable guy, you can't say it's not in the threes. It's not less than that, is it? Engvall's the type of guy you get in the twos. Who yep. would you say right now is kind of the most, uh, one of the best, I'm not even going to categorize third or fourth line, but just bottom six guy. In hockey? Yeah. Just off the top of your head. The bo- the best bottom six yeah, guy? Yeah. Like, you loved Garnet Hathaway from Washington. Mm-hmm. I do like him a lot. Uh, this is random. I love um, but, Greenway on, uh, good one. on Minnesota. Good one. Is he playing the bottom six? Maybe know. he plays in their top six. I love that kid. Look at um, Big boy. Coleman's and the Goudreaux's mm-hmm. that were that have that pedigree of bottom six. Yep. Uh, the other one who I, I really... I love Yanny Gord. You know who I really love too? Mm. Uh, same team? Mm. Tanov. Brandon Tanov. Oh, yeah? I think is one of the top third... Slash fourth line. Isn't he a pain in the players. ass? I mean, in every capacity. Yes, that's okay. what you love about him. Yeah, yeah. And he skates like the wind, and he kills penalties, and he's just takes great like headshots for training camp with goofy eyes. <laughs> so what's he make? He makes some money. Doesn't didn't he get look that it up, long? Look didn't it up. He get, didn't he make that long contract? Three point yes, six. He did. Three point five for six years or something. I want to say. Is it 3.5? No, you're high. talking about someone else here, I think. No, oh, Brendan Tanev signed a six-year deal. In, in, I uh, thought it was 3.5. In Pittsburgh. Yes. 3.5 times. Yeah, it's 3.5. 3.5. Yeah. I don't know if. And there's, if, only, there's only three years left. I, I don't know if Camp's going to get 3.5, but Camp will be up around three. Yeah. Three, two as, yeah. A, as a third, fourth-line guy. I think you give Camp a three-year, $10 million deal. Can, the, can the Leafs afford three, that? Three. Uh, if the cap goes up, but I'm and not sure if that's where you want to allocate the extra money. It's not going up. Kerfoot going away. Maybe Period. a million. Yeah. With, with Engvall going away. On, on the board, it's a million. I'm, I'm yeah. prioritizing keeping it. I can't see it going at this point now four or five million dollars up. I thought Batman up. said it was going four it, up. He, he said it's a possibility. He got a little horned up. He well, got a little horned up. Yeah, well, it got listen, me a little horned up. Again, I liked it. For the players to allow it to go up three or four million means that you do not bring down the debt like you anticipated. And I don't know if that's a good idea for them or not. You, it's you like that credit that card, down. man. You got to pay it down. Don't push it back. Yeah, if you're a young player, that's a tough sell. There is a you know? NHL.com article from October 18th of this year saying that it could increase by at least $4 million. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on it, the I'm not website. saying that it won't. I'm not right. definitively saying that it won't. It could. But there are consequences to the players for doing mm-hmm. that. And I'm not convinced that uh, 
that they're willing to do that right now. I just feel like every player wants more money on their next contract and the chance to raise the salary cap. Uh, You know, you know who those guys are? The clueless ones that don't understand how much is going to come off your paycheck because of it. They need Uh, to talk to Gavin, Stu Gavin, Gavin Wells. Did you, did you text this in Kipper? At Sam McKee, you think Luke Shen and Garnet Hathaway would be good fits for the Maple Leafs? And if so, how much would a trade for them cost? From Kick Niprios. It's like, is that from you? <laughs> no. You love Garnet Hathaway. We just mentioned him. I do. I, I Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, uh, there's a couple guys in that team now that they're heading I, the wrong direction. Luke Shen's the most called uh, in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They Everybody wants him. Really? I don't know if you can turn it into a a second or a third round pick. Yeah. But prior to that, it would have been a fourth or a fifth yeah. and maybe pick him up for free on waivers. Uh, that That's changed. So, do you know how much money Garnet Hathaway makes? One Three and five? a half. I don't even know. You're right, Borny. One well, five, and this is the last year of the contract. Tempting expiring deal if the Capitals wow, are no I good. I would be up higher. Well, what, would, what's he play, about 12 minutes a night? I'll look that up for you right now. I got a text from someone. I'll try to get the name. It's, it's basically saying, what's up with Chikrin? Chikrin's come back. He's shooting it in the net for yeah. the Coyotes. Yeah. Are we back on Chikrin watch? Yeah, we've always been on that, but it's still who's going to bite on two first-rounders and a prospect? He plays know. around 13, 11. Yeah, that's, wow. that's, that's solid. That's a lot. You know, the other thing, too, is if you look at the Leafs, Last night, part of their dominance is just the sharing of minutes mm-hmm. outside of Nick Robertson getting hurt. I bet you there wasn't a guy under 11 minutes last night, yeah. 11 and a half minutes, which it, is bold so well for the look and feel that you want going into the back half of the season or uh, first round. Yeah. I'm, uh, I am pulling that up and I can Wait. tell you. We are now in penalties, by the way, between Argentina and Holland. No and, one uh, played less than 13 minutes except for Engvall, who was penalized, had a major. And what did he have? 10. Okay, but so he, 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 he would have been he? 12. No, right? he would have been over 12, yeah. 13. I, I have to say I'm very interested in the Garnet Hathaway thing now that I look at it. Well, you need Washington to admit they're done, and I don't think they want to do that. Well, closer to the deadline. Wow, would he get. give the Leafs a different look? Would he ever? How about Tom Wilson? <laughs> Tom Wilson's uh, skating. <laughs> Is he available? It's going to be interesting to see where Washington goes in the next little while here. If Tom Wilson were available, 31 other teams in the league would be interested. Yeah, but he wouldn't be the most popular player in the history of other, any other franchise like he would be if he was a Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> how quickly would Ovechkin be in somebody's office in Washington if uh, they moved Tom Wilson? Two seconds after he got the notification, probably? Yeah. Be kicking down the Can't door. Can't see Ovi making that trade. I would agree with that. I would Ovi that. making that trade. It's like LeBron trading for people. By the way, Lionel Messi kicked it in the net on his penalty in a cheeky little half pacer. And they're up. Uh, they're up one in the penalties now. There you go. Uh, what else? I'm looking around here. Oh, okay, this, this, you, no. Hold on. This okay, is a fun one. Who would you guys rather play in the first round, the Bruins or the Lightning? Well, thank you very much, because that's exactly where no I was way. going. There we go. Exactly where I, I was going. I also want to get in the question that we talked about in our group chat about the distance putting money. So Okay. Okay. So uh, we heard from Doug McLean talking about Tampa not looking and feeling 
And that's another part of the equation because Sammy was all horned up over Detroit now facing the Leafs at the beginning of the week. And they lose 5 And then by the end of the week, it's like, yeah, it ain't going to be Toronto. they've been relegated to the American League. It ain't Toronto and Detroit to start the first round. Please. So we we are back to that horrible feeling that you could be one of the top teams and, and face another top team in the first round. I think you got to catch the Bruins. You know, they're three points back with three games in hand. So call the Bruins seven points up. It's December. Can you make up seven points on the Boston Bruins by year's end? And you get the feeling that if you could do that, the the bottom... The it's not very good. It wouldn't be nearly. Yeah, Bruins, Tampa can play each other, and you're going to get a wild card. That's like you're thinking in the. I mean, but then you're maybe playing Pittsburgh or. The well, Islanders sure, you're you're or, not always going to get. I don't know. I mean, you, no okay. one's awful. Yeah, you're not playing the Sens in the first. The, right. the more I watch NHL hockey, the more I, I really start to believe that teams like Tampa and I know Colorado's got like a dozen guys hurt. Yeah, but these teams have never. Devalued eighty-two games yeah. more. I think it's a problem for the league. The history of the NHL. Just make sure you're in. And if the boys don't have it, like I don't, I don't know what to make of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Aren't you nervous to completely write them off? Hundred percent. Yes, oh, oh, they're oh my so God. good. Whoa, 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 who's writing them off? <laughs> yeah. I would like to. A lot of I, no, 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 are, no. I would like to say on behalf of Leafs Nation, <laughs> <laughs> no one in the world is writing off Tampa. Thank you very much. No, I think there's a few people that are going. <laughs> no. Okay, time's over. No, yeah. right? Shot. It's it's just but your it is, time is up. It's interesting because you watch them against Detroit and you watch that game, oh. Sammy, and they were like ho hum. But then they but had thirty the shots. They had thirty shots in the third period. In that right. Game, they the have the ability to flip on the switch. That, Listen, which scary. The Leafs have to go against two things. They have to go against the other team, and they have to go against the fact that the other team doesn't want to be the first team to lose to this error in the first round. And their own brain and their history yeah. and the gods. The first round is going to be like their cup. I don't even want to see their celebration when they get past the first round. It's going to be embarrassing. I can guarantee it. So true. It's like rain it in a little bit. But I'm, not, right. I'm not writing off the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're very All right. So Full the, of the question in our group chat, do we still have, do I have to pull this up? Oh, do you here? remember what it is? Where did you come up with this? I didn't. It was like an, a graphic Sam sent. Do you have it out in front of you? I can get it quickly. Yeah, I am currently doing the same thing you're doing. But okay, two, would you rather have to make, that's all I want, I want the exact You're going to make me really is. think on Friday yes. at like for two minutes ago okay, left in the show and the, the week. Which one would you choose to take? A three footer for 50K. Yeah. A five footer for 100K. A 10-footer for 250 a 20-footer for a million, or a 50-footer for 5 million. I don't get half a million? They skipped half a million? You're right to 1 million for a 20-footer. You also doubled your distance. 20-footer, 1 million? 3-footer, 50K? Yeah, not... 5-footer, 100K? No, 50 is not doing it. 50K is not the answer? You're in a different bracket than I am. I am taking... The five footer for a hundred k. Mine, I think the best one is the ten footer because two fifty. Because I couldn't live with myself if I missed a three footer or a or a ten <laughs> or a five footer for that amount of money. You got to go for the one where it's like, okay, well, it was a it wasn't a gimme, but I had a chance. The, the number one is the twenty footer for a million. That's yeah, that's one. too far. Twenty footer. Yeah, I Kipper, make, you're I, rolling those in at Rosedale. I make we play one out of what's, what's, forty twenty footers. Us me to the screen is that twenty feet? No, that's ten. No, it's, yeah, 13. 
14? I'm Everything. hammering it. At, <laughs> I'm, I'm blowing lip. past the hole. I'm like heavy hands at uh, past 10 feet. And so the, the before our show ends, oh. we're going to watch Argentina kick one in the net to win the their, their game here. To go to the not? semis. Yes, to go to the correct. semis. Here it is. No Devastation. goal. Oh my god. All right, and thanks everybody. Live. We got to say goodbye, guys. Oh, okay. We got to say goodbye. Our thanks oh. to Doug McLean, JD Bunkus from a great show called Leaf Talk. You can watch it and listen to it after Saturday night, right Sammy? Nailed it. Everybody Thanks for a great week. Always a pleasure to come into your homes, your office, your car. Thanks to everyone for all the kind words on yesterday, too. you are. Much love. I'm, Much uh, love from us to you. Yeah, on YouTube. Give us a rating and review. A thumbs up on our YouTube channel. We are back on Monday. Be safe, everybody.